Section 10 of A Book of Sibyls by Anne Thackeray Ritchie. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Miss Edgeworth, Part 3. Maria must have been three years old this eventful Christmas time when her father, leaving his wife in Berkshire, came to stay with Mr. Day at Litchfield and first made the acquaintance of Miss Seward in her poetic circle. Mr. Day, who had once already been disappointed in love, and whose romantic scheme of adopting his foundlings and of educating one of them to be his wife has often been described had brought one of the maidens to the house he had taken at litchfield this was sabrina as he had called her lucretia having been found troublesome had been sent off with a dowry to be apprenticed to a milliner sabrina was a charming little girl of thirteen everybody liked her especially the friendly ladies at the palace who received her with constant kindness as they did mr day himself and his visitor what miss seward thought of sabrina's education i do not know the poor girl was taught to despise luxury to ignore fear to be superior to pain she appears however to have been very fond of her benefactor but to have constantly provoked him by starting and screaming whenever he fired uncharged pistols at her skirts or dropped hot melted sealing wax on her bare arms she is described as lovely and artless not fond of books incapable of understanding scientific problems or of keeping the imaginary and terrible secrets with which her guardian used to try her nerves i do not know when it first occurred to him that honora sneed was all that his dreams could have imagined one day he left sabrina under many restrictions and returning unexpectedly found her wearing some garment or handkerchief of which he did not approve and discarded her on the spot and forever poor sabrina was evidently not meant to mate and soar with philosophical eagles after this episode she too was dispatched to board with an old lady in peace for a time let us hope and in tranquil mediocrity mr edgeworth approved of this arrangement he had never considered that sabrina was suited to his friend but being taken in due time to call at the palace he was charmed with miss seward and still more by all he saw of honora comparing her alas in his mind with all other women and secretly acknowledging her superiority at first he says miss seward's brilliance overshadowed honora but very soon her merits grew upon the bystanders mr edgeworth carefully concealed his feelings except from his host who was beginning himself to contemplate a marriage with miss sneed mr day presently proposed formally in writing for the hand of the lovely honora and mr edgeworth was to take the packet and to bring back the answer and being married himself and out of the running he appears to have been unselfishly anxious for his friend's success in the packet mr day had written down the conditions to which he should expect his wife to subscribe she would have to begin at once by giving up all luxuries amenities and intercourse with the world and promise to continue to seclude herself entirely in his company miss sneed does not seem to have kept mr edgeworth waiting long while she wrote her answer decidedly saying that she could not admit the unqualified control of a husband over all her actions nor the necessity for seclusion from society to preserve female virtue 
finding that honora absolutely refused to change her way of life mr day went into a fever for which dr darwin bled him nor did he recover until another miss sneed elizabeth by name made her appearance in the close mr edgeworth who was of a lively and active disposition had introduced archery among the gentlemen of the neighbourhood and he describes a fine summer evening's entertainment passed in agreeable sports followed by dancing and music in the course of which honora's sister miss elizabeth appeared for the first time on the lichfield scene and immediately joined in the country dance there is a vivid description of the two sisters in mr edgeworth's memoirs of the beautiful and distinguished honora loving science serious eager reserved of the lovely but less graceful elizabeth with less of energy more of humour and of social gifts than her sister elizabeth sneed was says edgeworth struck by day's eloquence by his unbounded generosity by his scorn of wealth his educating a young girl for his wife seemed to her romantic and extraordinary and she seems to have thought it possible to yield to the evident admiration she had aroused in him but whether in fun or in seriousness she represented to him that he could not with justice decry accomplishments and graces that he had not acquired she wished him to go abroad for a time to study to perfect himself in all that was wanting on her own part she promised not to go to bath london or any public place of amusement until his return and to read certain books which he recommended meanwhile mr edgeworth had made no secrets of his own feeling for honora to mr day who with all the eloquence of virtue and of friendship urged him to fly to accompany him abroad and to shun dangers he could not hope to overcome edgeworth consented to this proposal and the two friends started for paris visiting rousseau on their way they spent the winter at lyons as it was a place where excellent masters of all sorts were to be found and here mr day with excess of zeal put himself says his friend to every species of torture ordinary and extraordinary to compel his anti-gallican limbs in spite of their natural rigidity to dance and fence and manage the great horse to perform his promise to miss e sneed honourably he gave up seven or eight hours of the day to these exercises for which he had not the slightest taste and for which except horsemanship he manifested the most sovereign contempt it was astonishing to behold the energy with which he persevered in these pursuits i have seen him stand between two boards which reached from the ground higher than his knees these boards were adjusted with screws so as barely to permit him to bend his knees and to rise up and sink down by these means mr wheeze proposed to force mr day's knees outwards but screwing was in vain he succeeded in torturing his patient but original formation and inveterate habit resisted all his endeavours at personal improvement i could not help pitying my philosophic friend pent up in durance vile for hours together with his feet in the stocks a book in his hand and contempt in his heart mr edgeworth meanwhile lodged himself in excellent and agreeable apartments and occupied himself with engineering 
he is certainly curiously outspoken in his memoirs and explains that the first mrs edgeworth maria's mother with many merits was of a complaining disposition and did not make him so happy at home as a woman of a more lively temper might have succeeded in doing he was tempted he said to look for happiness elsewhere than in his home perhaps domestic affairs may have been complicated by a warm-hearted but troublesome little son who at day's suggestion had been brought up upon the rousseau system and was in consequence quite unmanageable and a worry to everybody poor mrs edgeworth's complainings were not to last very long she joined her husband at lyons and after a time having a dread of lying in abroad returned home to die in her confinement leaving four little children maria could remember being taken into her mother's room to see her for the last time mr edgeworth hurried back to england and was met by his friend thomas day who had preceded him and whose own suit does not seem to have prospered meanwhile but though notwithstanding all his efforts thomas day had not been fortunate in securing elizabeth sneed's affections he could still feel for his friend his first words were to tell edgeworth that honora was still free more beautiful than ever while virtue and honor commanded it he had done all he could to divide them now he wished to be the first to promote their meeting the meeting resulted in an engagement and mr edgeworth and miss sneed were married within four months by the benevolent old canon in the lady chapel of lichfield cathedral mrs seward wept miss seward notwithstanding some imaginary dissatisfaction about a bridesmaid was really glad of the marriage we are told and the young couple immediately went over to ireland End of section ten.